Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I have not just one, but two great guests today. Uh, Both of them are former athletes that have started a great business called Protein Tactical, specifically for our public safety professionals out there. We're going to get into that, but let me tell you who they are. We have co-founders Jim Sorge and Joey Vandiver, who started uh, Protein Tactical. I didn't even ask this. You know, when did you start Protein Tactical? Let's get to that first, and welcome to the show, man. Yeah, we appreciate you having us on. Protein Tactical was just an idea probably about five years ago, but it started in 2019. 2019 is when we got our first contract to take care of public safety uh, officials and members in the city of Indianapolis. Um, and we've been growing like crazy ever since, having a great time taking care of, you know, the people that take care of us. Awesome, awesome. And many of the people in the audience, especially those on the video version, will remember Jim on the left-hand side of the screen from uh, the Indianapolis Colts. He backed up Peyton Manning. Uh, Joey was a, was an athlete as well, I think, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, you never got me that meeting with Tony LaRusso. So what's up with that? <laughs> I'm trying. Once I get that uh, confirmed, Ken, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> got it. Let's, let's, get a, let's get about this show with you two guys well we'll have a lot of fun i think he did a great job with the chicago white Sox last year but let's get back to protein tactical um in all seriousness as much as i joke around on this show and in life in general uh, i really appreciate what you two gentlemen are doing um i think that if athletes deserve uh, top line care and and really you know physical and mental support. Yeah, our first responders definitely deserve that as well. And uh, you know, I remember thinking earlier this this last football season. I know I'm going to mess up his name. Tua Taglov. You you say it. Tua on my on the Miami Dolphins. Easy for go. me to yeah. say. He was coming back from broken ribs, and they were talking about this great you know, piece of equipment that they made just for him to protect his ribs. And I thought, why aren't we doing that for firefighters and police officers and EMTs, you know, the people that are doing the real job out there. And you guys are doing that type of thing, maybe not creating, you know, equipment, but you're doing that type of thing specifically for first responders. Talk about exactly what you do for our public safety community. Yeah, well, that was the whole idea behind Protein Tactical. I mean, we were former professional athletes, and the whole so the whole the sole focus of the healthcare provided to athletes is to keep them on the field or get them back to the field as quickly as possible so they can do their jobs. And yes, that is important. These guys make millions of dollars. They entertain the heck out of us during these these games. We love them. We're fans, we watch them, we appreciate them. But if they deserve that type of care, then definitely the men and women that run into burning buildings or are there during shootouts and hostage negotiations and things like that, that are putting their life on the line, deserve that same type of care um, to be on the streets, protecting and serving, um, fighting fires, um, taking care of us when when we're at our worst. So our it all kind of started when 
you know, we've kind of looked internally at, at each of our families and realized we had public safety officials or members as in our family lineage. I have brother-in-laws that are firefighters. Joey has a brother-in-law that's a, a, a police officer, a father-in-law that's former police chief, a brother that's a firefighter now that was a police officer. And we started having conversations with them about, you know, Talk us through the process of what happens after you get hurt. How long does it take? You know, who are you going to see? What type of uh, equipment are you given? And it just, it wasn't good enough. The answers weren't good enough. It wasn't happening quickly enough. And we weren't taking care of the men and women that take care of us. So that's the really the, how Protein Tactical came into existence. It was, you know, let's bring the exact same type of care and treatment and equipment that we received as professional athletes that are meant to just entertain people and give it to the people that are saving people's lives. Um, and that's where it started. And that's where it's, it's grown. And, and, and from that standpoint, but um, it, it feels good to have this business. It feels good to provide these men and women with that type of care. The one thing that I might add is, um, as professional athletes or, you know, even collegiate athletes, it's a motivated population. They want to be on the field. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement and, and, and the fire service, EMTs, uh, healthcare professionals, same way, very motivated population. Folks that want to be there doing their jobs, want to serve their communities. Um, it's, you know, nothing against the general population, but these men and women should be treated at a higher level, should be treated um, special. special. And yes, we have family members and we're very passionate about helping them, but the folks that put, you know, their lives on the line and, and risk their lives every single day, in our opinion, are, are much more important than professional athletes. Mm -hmm. um, so why shouldn't they be given the very best equipment, to your point, the very best care uh, that we received? And, and that's exactly what we're trying to provide to as many people as we can. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I love everything that you just said. Um, I am a huge sports fan myself, uh, but also a huge fan of, of first responders out there. I would love to see if we uh, could do something on national TV like the ESPYs for the first responders. Hey, you saved eight kids out of this burning building. Yeah. Hey, you saved, yeah. you save you fate, you saved this whole family from, you know, spousal or, or abuse or something, you know, let's put them up on the stage yeah. and give you're, them a award. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you might be honest. You know, that's a great idea because you see the ESPYs, right? They give yeah. away best catch, best team, best coach, best player. I mean, let's hear some real stories. I mean, yeah. you go to these different uh, uh, conferences or you go to these different awards and recognition banquets that these departments have and you hear these stories and yeah. you see these men and women that have done these things. I mean, heroic things and not just throwing for 500 yards and four touchdowns in a big game, um, but running into a burning building and saving four people or, you know, you hear these stories of people that they saved that I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for these men and women. Let's let's give them a work. Let, let's put yeah. them on a pedestal. Let's idolize them and, and make them the role models that we all strive to be. Um, and let's take care of them the way they need to be taken care of. Yeah.
uh, agreed. Maybe maybe our audience out there, all those folks that you know have have those cameras out there, you know, go go to the next <laughs> police officers probably wouldn't like that. You know, go to go to the next problem area, you know, take take a video and we'll use it for the uh, SPs like uh, award ceremony someday. But let's get back to to protein tactical. Um, everything that I'm hearing so far about your organization is highly positive. Uh, but also I, I have the privilege of talking to a number of organizations that provide the same or similar care to first responders around the country. What makes protein tactical performance different? What if if I'm a police officer, a firefighter, and I need some some physical help, why should I go to protein tactical or a department for that matter? Why should I go to pro team over some other organizations out there? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, we take care of strictly public safety members. That, that is our core. That is what we do. We don't stray from that. Um, and it, we are former athletes. We were never ones to be okay with just being okay. You know, we always strive to push. We always strive to get better. Um, and that's what we do in, in the business world as well. We, we provide what we think is the very best. And if there's something better out there, we go get that and we provide that. Um, the difference between us and everybody else is, is the collaboration with the people we work with, right? I mean, we work with fire departments, we work with, with uh, uh, agencies, police agencies and police uh, departments. And it's, all, it's a constant communication and collaboration on, on what they need how we can provide that and how we can get better together. Um, we're not just trying to check a box and make sure that they're okay with just doing the job right now. We want to make sure that we help make them better throughout the course of their career so they can do their job at a high level. But we also want to make them the very best physically, mentally, emotionally they can be for after their career to enjoy retirement after such a stressful life and a such a stressful, stressful career. Um, you know, uh, to toot our own, our, our own horn, I think we do it the right way. We try to find the very best. Uh, not a whole lot of people, and I think our athletic careers kind of led, led to this, or maybe our injuries during our athletic careers, but having that type of those injuries and that type of equipment to help us get back and get us better. Um, we know what that is. We have that game plan, that blueprint, and that's what we're doing to provide it, but we're always expanding um, into other areas. We started with injury rehab. How do we get these men and women back from an injury, a work injury, as quickly as possible? We've branched out into, you know, the non-work-related injuries because it keeps them off the off the job with those injuries just as well, just as it does a, a work-related injury. Um, but now we're branching into now. How do we make them better? How do we make them better from a strength standpoint, a nutritional standpoint, a mental health, behavioral health standpoint? To, so they can get up refreshed to do the job, but then also they're not carrying what they do at the job back home with them or after they retire. That's our whole goal is to be that holistic approach around tactical athletes. It's time to get back to business in person. And if you run a for-profit or non-for-profit business that serves first responders, the Public Safety Business Summit is for you. The Public Safety Business Summit is a highly interactive event that is being brought to you by the POCUA in Savannah, Georgia from March 27th to the 29th, 2022. 
What you will find there is a wealth of networking and co-learning opportunities among like-minded professionals serving first responders. What you won't find is a series of boring speakers skilled only in the art of death by PowerPoint. In fact, there will be no speakers at all, just highly interactive panel discussions and deep dive small group conversations on topics that are relevant to growing your unique business. Learn more about the Public Safety Business Summit at policecreditunions.com slash 2022-conference. That's policecreditunions.com slash 2022-conference. Or call 331-300-9889 to register. We look forward to welcoming you to Savannah in March. The one thing that I would add to that is, you know, we're outcome driven. So uh, just like athletes, um, and a professional athlete, their athletic trainer or their physical therapist are all driven by the outcome to get that particular individual back to the field. Um, one way that we're different is we, we, we are driven towards that outcome and not necessarily driven towards, you know, how much we can bill or what, what does that price tag look like on that particular firefighter or police officer? It is how, how quickly, how safe, how quickly can we get that police officer or firefighter back to the their field uh, and safely back to their field and, and doing what it takes? So we utilize technology that comes from athletics. We're able to lean on our experiences with athletics. So between movement assessments and predictive and preventative measurements and things to that nature, we feel that with our past experience, it, it really um, ways and votes well for this particular environment because of the similar injuries. So being able to lean on our, our past experience and uh, bring that to the first responder community is exactly what we're built on and we're outcome driven. So we're going to do what it takes. We're going to provide the very best, whether we can bill for it or not. Uh, to Jim's point, we're public safety specific. And the last thing that I'll add is every single one of our clinicians are mandated to go through evolutions, whether it's ride alongs, go out to the shooting range, um, ride on, you know, spend the night at a firehouse, do a ride along there. We go, we make them go through every evolution possible that folks will allow us to, so they understand the job. Um, yeah. And why is that important? That's important because they need to know what they uh -huh. do. Um, in some way, shape, or form to know what they have to return them back to. Um, we heard all the horror stories before we came into an existence. I'd go see somebody, they'd return me back to activities of daily living. They'd so I could walk up and down the stairs, I could get a, a carton of milk out of the fridge. That's not the activities of daily living for a police officer or a firefighter. Yeah. They need to be able to climb ladder, th uh, throw ladder, pull hose, you know, grapple with uh, a suspect, things like that. So you got to push them further than you would have to push just a normal person going through injury rehab. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's taking that extra step and not just looking at them as a dollars and cents and looking at them as a person that's going to show up when we're in dire straits and they need to be able to save us, but protect themselves. So uh, that's, that's the bottom line. That's where we come from. That's what we're all about. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Great stuff. Um, 
you know, I personally think, you know, going with a police officer to a shooting range rather than just sleeping on a bunk with nothing happen at the firehouse <laughs> would probably be more exciting. Um, Much <laughs> cooler. All my police <laughs> officer friends would probably agree with that. The running joke is they only work one day out of three. Uh, but I also always say that one day could be really hell. So they deserve the two days off. Um, anyhow, be that as it may, you, you gave me a nice segue into my holistic question, which I, I really want to get into because that was probably the number one thing that intrigued me uh, in digging into Protein Tactical. But before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit and get your perspective on the different professions. Um, you two would know better than I would that the training for a pitcher is going to be different than the training for a left fielder. The training for a quarterback is going to be a lot different than the, than the training for defensive linemen and so forth. And I remember many years ago, I can't remember the gentleman's name. I can't remember the name of the business. I do know it was in the mountain time zone. Uh, this was, I don't know, five years ago. You know, I'm in my 50s now. I'm getting senile. Uh, but he ran a business a little bit different than yours. It was in the training of uh, first responders and military to do certain jobs. And he talked about that the training was very different from police officer to an EMT, to a firefighter, to a SWAT uh, professional and so forth. As you are working with public safety professionals, are you seeing different injuries and therefore different recovery based upon the profession? Um, Jim, I think you even talked about, you know, one might be grappling with the suspect. Another, you know, needs to run up, you know, five flights of stairs in a burning building. Are you seeing different injuries and therefore different recovery for those different professions? Yeah, a lot of the injuries we see are the same across the board, and, and it's very similar to athletics. It's knees, backs, and shoulders, um, and that really, you know, as you get older, that lends itself to a little bit more injury prone, I guess you could say, from doing a, a physically demanding job, um, and, and then the body doesn't bounce back as quickly. So really, when you, as you get older, and really, if, you, if you're working in, in in the fire service or as a police officer, it's it's not so much, it, it's working out and being smart about it. It's it's the CrossFits are are you know dangerous, right? I mean those create injuries, but there's a a, a value to some sort of CrossFit training, right? Um, so it's it's trying to give these guys, and if you look at public safety, a lot of them are athletes before, so a lot of them you know were have been in training rooms, have been um, with strength coaches, have been with nutritionists or registered dietitians and had all that given to them. At some point, all that stops, right? So right. we're trying to provide those tools for them as they go throughout their lives. Um, so we put them through a movement assessment. Based on that movement assessment, we're able to give them movement correctives to help them move better. If you move better, you uh, eliminate the, the risk of injury. You can prevent some of those things. Now, if we get them moving better, we can add a strength conditioning program to that. Now we add strength onto a better mover. We create a more durable um, human being. Uh -huh. Now that's from a strength and movement standpoint. If we can give them a nutritional program for, uh, based off of, uh, you know, 
there's regular nutrition programs if you're healthy, or there's nutrition programs if you're dealing with something as you get older, like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, all those things, we can gear a nutrition plan towards you there. So we're taking care of them from a strength, a movement standpoint, and a nutritional standpoint. Now we've eliminated that chance of injury uh, drastically, but you can't eliminate all injuries, right? So then we're there if an injury occurs, probably a much less severe injury um, because you're doing all those other things that we can injury rehab them back to work quicker and at 100%, if not better. So that's from the physical, um, the strength side. And then we got the behavioral health side. The behavioral health side, especially in public safety, is, is, is a problem. It, behavioral health in the, the world today is an issue. Um, trying to break that stigma of talking about things, you know, being able to say you're not okay, um, that barrier needs to be broken down. But it's a it's a personal barrier, right? Um, and in public safety, it's it's there. It's it, you see too much. You're put through too many stressful situations, crit critical incidents, for you not to have some sort of something going on throughout your career. So from that standpoint, we give them self appraisals. They can appraise where they're at from a depression, a stress, anxiety standpoint, a substance abuse standpoint, and then we give them the resources to be able to reach out to those. Um, and get help when they want to get help. Because uh -huh. one thing we've noticed is you, if you're not ready to get help, if you're not ready to admit there's something going on, you're not going to seek that help or you're not going to recover. So we're, you know, we give them those resources to be able to get help when they want to get help. Um, and hopefully we're just helping them empty that bucket along the sure. career. So it doesn't overflow into a major issue and, and, and a breakdown to where you can't recover from. Yeah. Yeah, that you probably already answered the question that I was going to segue to, which I alluded to, which is I was really drawn to and I, I have your pamphlet here. It's not on that page, but uh, the phrase, the uh, taking care of the whole tactical professional. And that's something I haven't seen in the first responder public safety world until now. Um, can you go a little bit deeper into what you mean by taking care of the whole tactical professional? I'll, I'll touch on that. And can well, I? It's about it time, you know. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> no, it's not his fault. It's always happened. I yeah, just keep yeah, talking. Just Somebody keep needs talking. to tell me to shut to yeah. shut up. Every and, you're, and you're in the same room, so I can't mute you. <laughs> and you know, but anyhow, go ahead, Joey. <laughs> Yeah, Ken, I think you'll agree with this. And I think everybody listening will agree with this. Um, you know, the mental affects the physical, the physical affects the mental. So our whole approach is to take care of the whole. So to Jim, what Jim was alluding to earlier, if we can get the body right, um, you know, from a physically fit perspective, you know, get them feeling better from a movement standpoint, less pain, you know, less pain on a daily basis. Um, it's going to affect them mentally. And if we can get these folks, um, you know, at a point to where their buckets aren't overflowing and, you know, they feel better mentally, they're going to be more driven to perform physically. So, um, our whole goal is to surround them with the very best, um, strength coaches, registered diet, sports, registered dietitians, 
uh, psychologists that are very well versed in public safety. We hear that that's a, a huge issue and a need around the country. Uh, these folks go see, you know, a counselor or a psychologist. They have no idea what, you know, a first responder is dealing with on a daily basis. So how are they supposed to communicate with those folks? Um, so surround them with, you know, very well versed uh, counselors, psychologists that know what they do, and then really get these these men and women um, or provide these men, men and women the services and the tools that they deserve. Uh, like we said before. So our whole goal, and we just kind of, uh, we put the officer or the firefighter right in the center is to surround them with the, the very best. And to Jim's point earlier, he mentioned a lot of these folks are athletes, but some of them are not. So provide that education uh, to help them. You know, some, some men and women are, are intimidated to walk into a gym. Some are dealing with pain, so they don't want to go work out because it hurts. Yeah. A lot of these underlying issues or factors we are discovering and really providing those tools and resources to, to, to these men and women that deserve it again. Um, and and the, the one thing that I'll say is we're really, the climate today has really given us and afforded us the opportunity to educate administration on why these people actually need these uh, resources and tools. So um, that's the silver lining for us with the climate today. But getting to your point, that holistic pro approach is really giving them everything back to the initial question that a professional athlete gets, giving that to the tactical athlete that's putting their, their lives on the line every single day. Yeah, if anybody goes to our website, ProteinTactical.com, we use the wheel. Right. We use the wheel and all the services are around that wheel and our logos in the middle. But our logo represents the tactical athlete. Um, <clears throat> and we're trying to surround the tactical athlete with every resource possible. And that's it right there. So everything that we provide around that tactical athlete to give them um, every tool they need to be the best they can be while they're on the job, but then also enjoy life after the job. Yeah. Yeah, love love all of your points. Um, don't disagree with any of it uh, thus far. I probably won't at any point in time. Uh, <laughs> you you even mentioned. I think this this bears speaking about whether it's physical, nutritional, psychological. Um, I, I support this somewhat new phrase that's out there. Is it, it's okay to not be okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But as I even stressed uh, to my prior guest, um, Glenn Williams, who wrote Bridge the Gap, former police officer, it, it's, it's okay to admit that you're not okay, but the last thing you want to do, in my opinion, is sit to go, I'm not okay, man. Yeah, there, there has to be once you have that realization, whether it's psychological, nutritional, uh, physical or or, you know, even, you know, as our four pillars go financial or professional, you, mm -hmm. you got to take some action, even if it's a small step. And from a physical standpoint, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, I'm I'm not an athlete or a first responder. You know, I just you know ran for many years and also played, you know, one too many uh, pickup basketball games. So, you know, everything that you said, my shoulder hurts, my back hurts, my knee hurts. And I know from my own experience that if I sit there in pain, 
the pain will only get worse, that I need to move, I need to do something, whatever that something is, I, I need that movement, and then I automatically feel better. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I encourage, you know, our listeners, you know, I, I think that's, you know, really one of the keys is movement. You know, if you're in pain, mm-hmm. you know, then find a take that next step, find a way to move. Uh, if, if you're psychologically in pain, then talk to somebody, you know, just take that step, whatever that next step is. Uh, and maybe that next step is to just call Protein Tactical. Yeah, give, give us a call. But you're exactly right. Pain doesn't just go away, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't just disappear. You can mask it, you can hide it, but it's it's not just going to disappear. So you have to find what the underlying cause of that pain is. And, yeah. you know, we use pain as kind of your you know, all encompassing, it can be, there's a lot of different pains, there's psychological pain, there's emotional pain, there's financial pain, there's physical pain, there's, there's so many different pains out there. Let's, let's find out what the cause is, let's not ignore it. And I think that's where, you know, the problems persist. And then you ignore a pain or a problem, and it just, it just builds on it on itself, and it builds on itself, and it builds on itself, and you start ruining the foundation of what you've already built, right. um, and trying to find out what that problem or what that underlying cause is, and then work on making it better. Are you going to fix it? Maybe not. You know, maybe not. Maybe it's a, it's a chronic pain that you're going to deal with a little bit, but maybe instead of a, a, a nine out of 10 scale, we can make it a two out of 10 scale. Um, and then maybe then from that point, we can start doing some more things. As Joey's point earlier, a lot of people deal with pain every day. Um, and I'm not just talking about physical pain, but take physical pain, for example, and that you know, makes them not want to go out and do things that they enjoy to do, run, mm-hmm. you know, walk, ride a bike, um, go skiing, uh, throw, play catch with, a, with your, your kids, your grandkids, whatever that may be. But let's figure out why that is. What, what's causing this pain? And then let's yeah. put a plan together and surround you with the people that know how to fix it or make it better. And let's, 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 let's eliminate it um, as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of something I tell my small business clients all the time. Don't don't let what you can't do keep you from doing what you can do. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as we begin to wrap this up a little bit, um, I, I may be naive, but here in 2022, yeah, I believe that the pendulum is starting to swing a little bit towards pro first responders, people supporting law enforcement again, you know, people understanding you know, the, the physical, the psychological, you know, these different aspects of what our public safety professionals need. Um, both of you and Pro Team Tactical are on the forefront of what the future is. What what is the future for first responder care, physical, mental, nutritional, and 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 otherwise? In your opinion, I think the the one thing that I I would say is probably the preventative, proactive approach. I think if one thing that this is all taught us all is we can't, um, no pun intended, we can't just respond. We have to be proactive. Um, you know, from COVID, from uh, mental, physical, um, behavioral health, be proactive. Eliminate it before it becomes a major issue. And okay. 
and I think that's one thing that we do very well. And that, again, getting back to the tools that we're providing and the resources we're providing to the, to the departments and the agencies is that proactive approach. And this is really put, um, if you want to call it wellness on the radar, um, you know, mental and physical wellness is now on every single agency, every single department's radar. Mm-hmm. And the departments and the agencies are wanting to, to give the resources back to these people. So in my, what I would uh, say is probably that proactive preventative approach is what's going to be on the forefront for first responders going forward. And we're prepared for that. So uh, again, getting back to our former professions and being able to lean on that a little bit, we're able to bring what we, we learned there to the first responder community and, and really take that proactive preventative approach, not only to help, you know, the, the actual end user, but to help the agencies and the, uh, the departments save money to be able to reinvest those funds back into their officers and their firefighters. So that's what I believe is, is on the forefront. That's what I think everybody is looking for. Um, and, and we're able and, and willing to provide those solutions for them. Yeah. Public, public safety should never lose the support of the community ever. Um, yes. You know, because of social media and everything out there, we see some things that you didn't see back, back in the day. And, and I think it changes the mindset of everybody when they look at public safety, mm-hmm. but you don't hear all the stories. You don't hear all the, you know, things they do for us on a daily basis. So public should never lose, or public safety should never lose support of the community. And, but I do agree with you that I think everybody's becoming pro public safety again, uh-huh. even though the station should have never have lost it. And to Joey's point, you can't just respond. You got to plan and prepare. Yeah. Um, you got to pre- plan and prepare for, you know, what you have to deal with. And a lot of times, what's nice about our company is we're not afraid to have conversations with anybody that we have to. The, 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 the public tactical athlete, the department, mm-hmm. the municipality, government officials, we could talk to everybody because it's beneficial to everybody in the whole spectrum of things. We're going to give the, the member the very best care, the very best care. We're going to give them on the job and, and, and have them show up ready to go. The department, you're going to have a culture and a department that is known for being in tip-top shape, ready to go. And then you look at from a, a municipality standpoint, by doing that, we're going to save them money. We're going to save the department yeah. money. We're going to, by preventing these injuries and getting them back quicker and working on prevention, the problem was nobody wanted to pay per, for prevention before because they looked at it as an added cost. They didn't see that if you prevent, you save this cost over here. So with Protein Tactical, we can have every conversation with success stories on how we're making, giving better care and making the department better and saving the department and the city money. And it's, it's, it's been great for everybody. Um, and we just, look, uh, we just look forward to providing it to more and more departments and tactical athletes um, as we continue to grow. Yeah, if, uh, we were doing this in person in my 
beautiful healthcare professional wife were here, she'd probably hug both of you because she's been <laughs> <laughs> with with about 30 years of experience. She's she's been touting the whole preventative care uh, horn for for many years and that mm -hmm. uh, it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense to pay 100 percent for a colonoscopy or a mammogram than the aftermath years later if you know so if, if you didn't pay for it. Yes, sir. Um, so <laughs> so excellent answer on that one i completely agree with you uh you you already mentioned it but it bears repeating as we close up here for those folks for those departments for those organizations that uh could really use protein tactical uh whether it is preventative in partnering before anything happens or unfortunately if if they they need you for recovery how best can our audience find you out there yeah you can always go to our website proteintactical.com um there's a contact us there right there on 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 the website or you know we're easy to get a hold of my first name my first initial is j my last name is sorgi s-o-r-g-i at proteintactical.com he's j Vandiver at proteintactical.com. Shoot us an email. We'll be happy to, you'll hear directly from us. We'll respond. We'll have a phone call, talk about, you know, the pain points that, you know, you're dealing with, the department's dealing with, the city's dealing with, and how we can help, you know, eliminate those or, or make them as, as, as good as we could possibly make it. Yeah, terrific. And uh, Sorgi is probably a lot easier to spell than uh, Vandiver. You know, you notice how he just he just said it. He didn't spell it, right? Well, Ken? Yeah. If you need to rewind it a little bit, got it. But yeah, definitely the folks out there go to Protein Tactical. Uh, they're doing awesome work. Love what you guys are doing. Thank both of you again for everything that you're doing and for being on the show. And thank you for either watching or listening to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we'll be back with you next week with another great guest. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. The POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement, as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit needs or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.